so many times we, we bump up against people who are angry. We're, or, it, it, you ever meet somebody, you say, no matter what I do, it's, it's just, it's never enough. I had to learn. I had to learn through through reading, through doing research, through the word of God, through studying that people who have gone through these things, that they felt like they were out of control and it hurt them. Let me tell you something, abandonment, rejection. You know, when, t- when you tell a child, I'm going to come see you and you don't come see them. When you have a child and you never call them and you never check in on them, it causes and produces trauma during that development time of their life. And as they grow, eventually what happens is either they are going to try to fight through it. They're going to try. But for the most time, you ever see somebody don't want nobody's help. They don't want nobody to tell them nothing. They don't want nobody to say nothing to them. I just sit back. You got to learn. You know, you learn as you live. You learn. I've sit. I've sat back and I've learned that a lot. of It's not that they're bad people. They're not bad people. Something happened. We're in their trust and so, or a relationship. There was sabotage and there was some type of interruption wherein that person does not trust people. So if you say something to them, they don't want to necessarily receive it or hear it because they don't feel that you have their best interest at heart. It happens. So sometimes you may be talking and yap, yap, yap into a person and they'll just brush you off like, oh, yeah, all of what you say. <laughs> you ever get that cynical type of remark? Yeah, OK. Yeah, you were saying all that. And you'll say, wow, I really was trying to help that person. I really try to encourage them. It's not you. It's the fact that that individual has not become whole yet. That individual somewhere along the line has not faced some of these things that they need to face and recognize so that they can be made whole. So even in us showing forth love, even in us showing forth that I'm there for you, you have to make sure that a person is ready for that. Some people are not ready for that. And the best thing to do is to constantly pray, constantly show them love no matter what, so that they can see that there's no strings attached, that you're just who you are and you are just going to to love them. You're going to respect them until they get to that place of being made whole. Sometimes people don't want to hear what you say. They want to see what you do. Sometimes people, they're not ready. They're just not ready. And we put expectations on people because they have a nice hairstyle. They dress nice. They talk a certain way. But we don't know what's going on in the inside. We don't know. So we come to this place where we have godly sorrow that workers repentance to salvation. So we don't have to be repentive of that. We don't have to be repentive that we have godly sorrow. That this godly sorrow that I have, I recognize that I need God. I recognize that it's okay to question when I'm going through certain things and I go to God about those things because I know that he's going to lead me through his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here. He's our comforter to lead and guide us to the truth. The Lord is going to lead and guide you through his divine spirit to show you what to do to be made whole. Yep, you can be made whole. You can. I don't want anybody to ever feel like I was abused as a child and I just can't forgive. What happened to me? Oh, you know, my father was mean. He beat me till, you know, I, I had stripes on my back or he would lock me in a closet. He would do that. I've heard some stories. I've heard some stories. I've seen some things. I've seen where families uh, uh, together, young sibling, older sibling, 
and they were told by a parent to act out immoral acts with one another. I've seen that. How do you get through that? A parent telling you to do things like that with your sibling. I've seen and heard and been a part of cases where a sibling would say, I would have to fight my mother's boyfriend because he would want us to watch them be intimate and not in front of my five and 10 and 12 year old siblings. These things are serious. These things happen. What about that child that experienced a parent shooting and killing another parent right in front of their face? These cases that I'm talking about, I would never give their names because it's their story to tell. That's something else. Don't ever let anybody else tell your story. You be the author and you use the pen to write the words that pertain to your life. Let don't never let never let anybody else tell your story. But the stories in these cases that I'm giving you examples of, they're real. They're real. Some are still working through it. Some are still dealing with the trauma. Some of them, they're starting to approach their, their thirties, mid thirties, and they're trying to work on these things. And I'm going to tell those of you who are working with children, with ch- people who are, are adults now who had adverse childhood experiences. You really don't never get over your expecting because maybe, yeah, I'm going to therapy. I'm reading to them. I'm showing them love and this, that, and the other. And they should, you know, they should see that I love them. And then, and then, let me tell you something. For the most part, your mind does not, as an adult, is not fully adapted to maturity. And I'm talking about an average, regular human <laughs> who has, you know, uh, normal, have grown up, you know, with um, the, the normal aspects pertaining to their development. Because we have to talk about some people who may have um, different uh, uh, mental development, and that can be even harder to deal with. But with people who have an intellect and they've gone through these certain things and these adverse things, you have to give them the time to get through it. It's not going to happen. You know, you could buy buying them toys, buying them gifts, doing all the parties, this, that and the other. That's not going to do it. It takes time. It takes time and diligence working with those types of scenarios that with people who, who are dealing with those types of scenarios. You have to be very patient. Long-suffering patience is important. Those gifts are important to put forth when you're dealing with those situations and people that have gone through those things. You have to be patient. You really, 35 years, 28 years old is developmentally when you become mature and understanding the world around you, adapting to your environment, um, understanding wherein you are either going to contribute to society or you're going to take away from it. You're going to be an asset or an upset. But that's the time around 28 years old when your mind really grasps like, hey, this is life. And then from 28 to 35, that's when you start getting a handle on trying to deal with emotions, trying to deal with stress trying to deal with tension and all of those environmental factors that are around you as an adult. So add adverse situations to that. You're trying to unravel all of that. It's going to take time. It's not, it's not going to be something that's overnight. 
I've shared with you all already. When I was young, I was raped and molested from the age of 18 up until 19 years old. To this day, I'm 50 years old. And if I hear creeping in my room, I will jump up startled. My husband always goes, well, it's just me. It's just me. And I'm like, I understand. But it's just once again, that residue of dealing with someone doing something to me in the night creeping. So it's like it's like I'm asleep, but I'm alert. 50 years old. It's going to it takes time. It takes time. So I tell each and every person that when you're given the ability to be in the life of someone who shares their story with you, that shares those things that are hard to talk about with you. Don't take that as, as ooh, I got a piece of gossip. Or, mm, I thought she was all that. I thought he was all that. You dealing with something too. If that's the approach you're going to take. But you need to honor when, when someone shares something with you that's traumatic. You should honor the fact that they have confidence in you. And you should be able to be in a place. I'm talking to those of us who are believers. Those of us who have that compassionate understanding for what I'm talking about. To be able to be patient with the person, not judge a person and love a person. That's where we need to be in our walk when we're dealing with these types of scenarios. Let's look at Psalms 51. I hope you're getting something out of tonight. I'm talking to you. And um, what I'm going to do, I have um, a part of the ministry. I have Brother Ron Estrada, and he basically helps with um, the YouTube. We have our Bible lessons and we're going to have our uh, Bible teachings where you'll be able to go on YouTube, participate, little quizzes to help you uh, with your Bible studies. But this series is going to be there as well. And I'm going to attach information. I'm going to share information for him to attach so that you can have it for reading that deals with adverse childhood experiences so that you yourself can get some information if you've gone through that or if you have to deal with someone who have, have, may have gone through that. But the whole thing is we fail because of a lack of knowledge. I want us to be knowledgeable. And I definitely want us to be knowledgeable for the fact that we can be made whole. I, I, I have friends who are, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, and they're still talking about what a parent did to them. And it was it's because they've never sought out a release on how to be made whole. God don't want you holding on to that stuff. Well, yeah, we we gonna remember stuff. Like I said, look at me, a little trigger. Somebody creeping in, in my room, you know, this that triggers, yeah. But we're not gonna control that that make that control our life. Where before, you know, when I was younger, if someone did that, get out of my room, I get upset, then I couldn't go back to sleep. But now, okay, it happens, I get started. Who is that? It's me, babe. It's me. It's just me. Okay. All right. Love you. I can lay back and go to sleep. You see the difference? Because I've dealt with it. I've dealt with the trauma. I faced the trauma. Right? See, we got to face it. I know. I, I, I can recall when my grandmother, she would just shut down quiet when I asked her certain things that happened. Because in yesteryear, especially as people of color, we were told to be quiet. What goes on in this house, it stays in this house. It's nobody's business. Let me tell you something. In this day and age, if you're hurting, you better holler and let somebody know. 
because the more you allow for the hurt and the pain and the trauma to be a part of your routine, the harder it is for you to want to get pulled up out of it. Some people say, oh, her husband batted her. Her husband, and she go right back to him. The trauma of being in something until you recognize that it's totally damaged, until you wake up and see it, people go right back to it. But now, because we're coming into a place of knowledge, we have to allow for the Holy Spirit to lead in God to show us what we need to do so that we can be made whole. All right, let me look at Psalms 5117 and share that with you. Psalms 5117. And it says, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, thou will not despise. Let me tell you something. God, God, God sees what happens. He knows that devil, what he tries to do. He knows he comes to kill and to steal and destroy because of the sin nature that got into the earth through the decision of Adam and Eve. There's good, there's bad. It's there. But now, okay, things happen. God's going to see when you're broken. But God wants you to come to him. I know some of y'all are saying, well, why did he let this happen? No, he didn't. God didn't let those things happen. God did it. I got to go back to the science. I always think about six degrees of separation. People knowing people, how we're connected one to another, how it affects and has a ripple effect on how we are in our families and generations and things that happen and occur, how things are connected. Sometimes those connections were created. And those connections allowed for something negative or derogatory to come in. There was choices and decisions that were made that did not honor God, that did not put people in the rightful place of protection. It is what it is. You got to talk about it. It is what it is. At some given time, I, I remember when um, Elder Sykes, when my, my daughter was growing up, she was three, four years old. She would always just say to me, always watch where you send your children. She will all that overnight sleeping and things like that. Be careful. I never forgot that. I never forgot that. I, I, I didn't let my daughter do a lot of overnight. She only stayed with her aunt, which is my sister, because I knew my sister. But anybody else, it was no. And it wasn't an offense to them. But I remembered that because that was wisdom that she was imparting to me for some reason. Had I been belligerent and had I been honorary, oh, I got to listen to that. And I made a choice. I don't know. Things might have went wayward. Right. You see what I'm Do you understand what I'm saying about six degrees of separation, connection to people, how we hear it, things, choices that are made? Sometimes innocent children are put in horrible situations because somebody made a choice that was negative, derogatory. And unfortunately, some of us had to be the outcome of those things. But God gives us opportunity to get it right. That's why the sacrifices of God are broken spirit. Don't be sad about being broken. Lord, I'm broken. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm upset. That when I was young, I, 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 I was told that I couldn't have, you know, a food to eat. I was only given maybe a morsel or a piece of something and they expected me to be okay. I'm mad that my mother went upside my head. 
I'm mad. And she used to say mean things to me. You look just like your daddy. And she would say that to me like I was a curse. I'm mad. I'm angry. Be broken. It's okay. But now what you going to do with that anger? Get your deliverance. Uh, and, I, and don't you let anybody tell you you don't have a right to be angry. Yes, you do have a right to be angry when you don't understand why something happened to you. That's the first thing of recognizing something happened to me that was not right. I need help. I'm angry. It's okay. Now, you're broken, right? The sacrifices of God are broken spirit. Take that broken spirit, a broken spirit and a contrite heart. Lord, my heart, I need you to repair it. I need you to fix it. Because if you don't, I'm going to walk around mean and angry and nasty. I'm going to let anything come out of my, out of my mouth. I'm going to talk to people any kind of way I want to because I'm mean and I'm angry. I'm mad. Take that energy and ask God, what is contrite? Contrite means that I'm broken. I understand that something went wrong. I know that there's something not quite right with me because of whatever happen. It's not, so Lord, I'm recognizing this. I'm honoring you. You're God. You said you are the great I am. David even went further. King David said, forget not your promises. We can go to God that way. Who told you you can't talk to God the way you need to talk? He already knows all of your thoughts, how you're feeling. He's seen what happened. Now come. Now come. Now come. I'm a parent. I have an 18-year-old. She'll be 18 December 25th. I have a son. He's four years old. Turned four September 28th. The both of them, I, I say, listen, if you need something, come to me. I don't know if you don't open your mouth and tell me. If you hungry, say, mommy, I'm hungry. If you're hurting, say, mommy, I'm hurting so that I can help you. That's being having having a mind of saying, okay, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to have an attitude and understanding that right now I can't do everything and I need help. And see, when a parent sees, I'm talking about good parents, when you see that your child needs help, you're going to intervene. You're going to step right in and do what needs to get done. That's what God does for us. God wants us to deliver. He wants us to be made whole. He's going to move in your situation. He's going to turn things around, but you have to make sure... Take your brokenness and allow for God to remold you, to shape you, to, to chisel off that hurt. We're going to talk about forgiveness. We're going to talk about that. But forgiveness, I'm gonna, I have to break that down to you. Forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness does not mean you have to stay up underneath the person who caused affliction in your life, who caused destruction and trauma in your life. That's not what forgiveness is. People get that twisted. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that. But tonight I want to talk about the brokenness. Allow for yourself to face whatever is wrong in your life. Allow for yourself to come to God in prayer and say, Lord, fix me. I have a contrite heart. I'm broken. The right spirit help me. And he will step right in. We're going to talk more about it. I don't want to be before you long because I know on these uh, live streams, people don't pay attention usually after 20 or 30 minutes, but I want you all to pay attention. I want you to grasp hold of this so that you can experience living life abundantly. I can tell you today through the love of God and through his goodness and his mercy and me calling upon him, 
Today, I can say I'm living a good life. I love my life. I love being on earth. I love being in the number one more time when God allows for me to wake up in the morning. It wasn't always like that. No, 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 it wasn't. But today, because of his delivering power, because of him calling me into salvation, for him acknowledging the fact, fact that I was broken and I called upon him, he has made me whole. And to God be all the glory. And God can do it for you too. So I do hope that we have the opportunity to speak in the future again as we continue to talk about being made whole, getting your deliverance, healing in your life. I hope that this word did something for you. Please share it with someone else. Until we meet or speak again, may the blessing of the Lord continue to make you rich. Adding no sorrow to it. God bless you. Love you.